Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Lord, I believe in you. You never travel. The power belongs to you. Jesus fantastic. Why don't you put your hands together for him? He's the savior of the world. Yeah, he never had an iPhone. He never went to London. Hey, he never had a bank account. Yet he made us rich. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Wow. Let us pray. Can everybody settle, settle, whether you are a baby, a child, an adult, settle in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for tonight. Speak your word into our hearts. Mighty Holy Ghost, speak to us. Fill us. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. We will know the hope of your glory and your riches in your inheritance. Lord, that we will see your resurrection power manifest in our lives. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's great to be here tonight. And I believe that um, God has something for us. So prepare to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Tell yourself, prepare to be blessed. Great. Great. If Mininox is here, you will be blessed. So tell her to be here all the time. So you can be blessed all the time. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, tonight, um, for a short time, I'm sharing with you the Word of God, and I believe that God wants to speak to you, so you must listen with rapt attention. Moses blessed the children of Israel, but he said, for this blessing to come to pass in your life, you have to hearken diligently. Deuteronomy 28 said, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, 
or the commandments of the which I give you this day, then these blessings shall come upon you and they shall overtake you. So one of the ways to let things be effective to you is to hacking diligently, which means to listen intelligently. Not only listen, but listen intelligently. What does it mean to listen intelligently? To listen and discern what is being said. Hallelujah. If you if you hacking diligently in class, you will pass your exam. Amen. So listen intelligently and quickly, and we'll be done. We have another meeting coming up, so today is going to be quick. So you can see I've started preaching early. I've almost finished preaching also. <laughs> Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew 25, verse number 14. I'm reading through to verse 30. The Bible says, And the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who calleth his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several abilities, and straightway, Took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Likewise, he who had received two, he also gained two. But he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he who had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me Two talents, behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. And the Lord of the servants said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received one came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. I was afraid. And I went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Then the Lord, the Lord, the master, or the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges. And then at my coming I should receive, I should have received mine with usury. Then the next verse is what verse? 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken even that which he has, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Mark 24, Mark 4, 24, it says, And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, and take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye met. 
it shall be measured unto you. It shall be measured to you. And unto he that heareth shall be given more. For he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, I'm beginning a fresh series, and I'm just using tonight as a way of introduction. I'm preaching from my latest book, He That Had, To Him Shall Be Given, and He That Had Not, From Him Shall Be Taken, That Which He Had, written by the prophet of the house, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. All right? Now, you can see we read two portions of scripture which are saying the same thing. One is saying it after the parable of the talent. It's giving us a practical, where this scripture was practically enforced. Where the one who has, he had more. He, they took even the one who didn't have, they took what he had and they gave it to the one who has. Do you hear? The Bible says the one who has will have more. And the one who doesn't have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Amen. Now, the question we want to ask, is this true? Is it true that those who have, have more? And those who don't have, even what they have is taken from them. Is it true that he who has more money gets more money? Is it true that he who has a job gets a job? If you are experiencing job hunting, you realize that employers don't employ people who are sitting at home. As soon as you get a job at APSA, you see FMB will try to call you for an interview. Because they realize that there must be something about you which APSA has seen, which can work for them. But somebody else is sitting at home who did the same course you did, but doesn't have a job. We'll go to FMB and they'll say, oh, we are not hiring. They rather want to take somebody who's already working. Do you get it? He who has a car will have more cars. It's easier for somebody who already has a car to get a new car than the person who doesn't have one at all. Yeah, if you like, just look around. You will see that people who have cars, sometimes they have one, two. More. than some people who don't have, don't have at all. They don't even have a tie. Do you, do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Children, those who have children, have more children. You will see, I, I mean, one of the things that breaks my heart as a pastor is when I see people who are married and they don't have children. It really, if I had some supernatural power to make children appear, I'll just make some appear for them because it really breaks my heart when they, there's no child coming. Then you see somebody, he's had three children, then you go and get pregnant, they have twins to add to it. Hey. Even recently, somebody, somebody got in touch with me. She had just found out that she was pregnant and she was very sad. Sad that she's pregnant again. Do you get it? And I'm looking at, oh, I know somebody who's been believing God for a child. I wish I could just take back. The Bible says, he that hath will have more. And he that has not, even what he has is. Do you get it? Look, those who are passing their exam will continue passing more exams. And those who are failing... They will continue failing. You would have thought that the one who fails maybe needs one or two passes to balance. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 
Those who have friends have more friends. Do you see those I walk alone people? They are always walking alone. They can't even make one friend. But you will see people who have friends, they have more. Every day they are getting new friends. New friends. Remind me to use these friends to explain my next point. They are getting new friends. If we want to talk about spiritual things, pastors with big churches get bigger churches. And pastors with small churches, their church, even the small is getting smaller. Pastors with revelations are getting more revelations. I said pastors with revelations are getting more revelations. We say we are going to have only 40 types of revelations. As soon as you get the box of 40 revelations, we say now we have 60 revelations. You get a 60 no, then we say 30 more. It's like the revelations are not finishing. It's a principle of life. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, pastors with members get more members. Anointed pastors are getting more anointed. So the more of something you have, the more you get. Amen. Say amen. amen. Now, why is it so? Which is the question I want to answer today and then perhaps we can go. Why is it so? For one simple reason. I told you I'll use friends. There's a way people behave that make them have a lot of friends. Which attracts more friends. Do you get it? And people who don't have friends, there's a way that they behave that ensures that they don't have friends. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you understand? That's why the one who has more friends, he's getting more friends. I mean, he has more. Me, one day I went for a meeting and then um, the chairman of the meeting asked that, oh, we were about 70 plus. So who's your best friend? Like, everybody tell me who your best friend is. Then people, I mean, I happen to be plenty people's best friends and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you shake yourself three times, or you will say that I'm the best thing that happened to you since your wife. Yeah, by the time you just share, you say, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, without provocation. Yeah. And I was just watching, like, hey, I'm your best friend. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm you to your best friend. I didn't know that. <laughs> when it got to my turn, I told prophet, I don't want to cause any confusion in the church. So you should just spare me from answering this question. <laughs> Yeah, there's a way people behave that make them get more friends. And there's a way people behave that make them not get friends. Sometimes you just, every day you are offended. One offense, we can't pacify you. One year, one year, one whole year you cannot be pacified. We give you a dummy, you will not be pacified. We put a breast in your mouth. You will not be pacified. We give you Amanzuekile. A, a you will not be pacified. We give you Mahel. You will not be pacified. One whole year you have written. Nah, you can't be pacified. Hey, your anger can't go down. Hey, what is pumping this anger? Is it fuel? Is it jet fuel? Do you get it? That's the way people behave. People sometimes people even behave in ways that you can't trust them. So you keep, you just start losing the few friends that you have. Do you get? I'm, no, I'm not preaching about friendship. I'm just you. It's it's like the one we can all relate with. Do you get? Uh-huh. So there's a way 
Now, people who have, there's a way they behave. So when you look at the parable of the talents, the ones who got more, the one who had five and got ten, the one who had two and got four, there was a way that they behaved. Okay? And then the one who had one and got nothing and the one was taken from him, there's also a way he behaved. Do you you, you understand? (laughs) That behavior is called traits. Traits. Okay, so I'm not planning to preach the whole he that had book. I want to look at traits of people who have. Because I want to believe God that we will be a church that has. If it's church members, we will have members. If it's money, we will have money. If it's cars, we will have cars. If it's anointing, we will have anointing. So what is it that makes those who have, have? It's called traits. What is a trait? I think my sound is a little high, so when I talk a little, no, I shout. Or when I shout a little, I talk. What is a trait? A trait is a distinguishing characteristic or quality of a person in a person's nature, behavior, or way of life. I say it again. A distinguishing. Distinguishing means something that sets the person apart. Do you see? So a distinguishing characteristic, which is ability. Do you get it? Or quality. Okay? The quality, something that the person possesses. In a person's nature. It's like nature has to do with the way the person be character or behavior. If you are a liar, it's a, it's a distinguishing character trait. Now, this trait can be positive or negative. A trait can either be positive or negative. Okay? Good. Those who don't have, have negative traits. Negative character flaws. Or negative character, uh, 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 negative behavior. Do you get um, those who have have positive? If somebody is passing exams in school, the person has a, posi- a certain character trait that make them pass exam. Maybe the person works as they study, they read. When you are watching Game of Thrones, they are reading. Do you, do you, do you, do you understand? So it's a it's a it's a character. It's the way you are. Do you get it? So when people have. They are a certain way. That's why they have. Now, you and I should never be jealous of somebody who has something you want but do not have. What you can do is to, to, to find out what they do to get that thing so that you can also do it. So, the intention of this series is to go through what, it, let's, let, for example, let's say rich people do for which they are rich. Do you see it? So that we can do it and become rich. To go through what people who pass their exams do to pass so that we can do it and we also pass. To go through what people who, pastors who are anointed do for which they are anointed so that we can also do it and become anointed. To go through what people with big churches do to have big churches so that we can also do to have big churches. Do, do, do you understand? So I have come to help you and myself so that collectively and together, because we are, we are in a journey. I may be the one driving, but you are also in the, in the boat. 
So we are all going together. So we are on a journey. So we are all trying to forge ahead. It's not like I've gone to the place and I'm coming to tell you or I've sent you a WhatsApp that we are here. I'm sending you GPS coordinates. Come. We are going together. Amen. Wonderful. So we want to look at some of these things in the next couple of weeks so that it helps us. So today is just by way of introduction. Now, as I introduce this thing, I want to establish something from the Bible before I go ahead. Because if I'm able to establish this throughout the preaching, nobody will argue with me. Do, do you get it? Nobody, because one of the things that happen when you preach is that church members play table tennis with you. When you hit the ball, to, it's called ping pong. When you hit it to them, then they hit, a, hit it back to you. Then you hit it to them. I want to establish one thing. And if that thing can settle with you and I, you will, your heart will now be open to receive the preaching. Amen. Uh-huh. So let's read this scripture and then from there, I think we can go home. First Peter or Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. We are reading from verse number 5. Through to verse 8. It says, and beside this, or let's read from the TV. And beside this, give, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. These are some of some good traits. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things, this is the verse I'm coming to. If this verse can settle in your heart, we are ready to roll. And if these things be in you and abound... They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here, Paul names so many things, so many things that make somebody fruitful and, and, and prosper and do well in the knowledge of Christ. But he gives a very important key because when we say add to, start, go to fire, when we say add to this knowledge, Many people will say, oh, but I have knowledge. And everybody has some type of knowledge. If you don't know anything at all, you know that you must come to church on Tuesday and you have come. Do do you understand? So everybody will say, oh, I have some knowledge. Oh, I have diligence. I work hard. Do you get it? Every preaching, sometimes there's something of it you do. And this is why people argue. Even when you are correcting people, or you are giving people advice. This is why we argue because sometimes what you are being told, what is being told you, there's some amount that you got right. So then you stand on what you got right, then you start to argue. Do you see? Then you start to argue. Do you, do you get it? But let me give you a very classic uh, illustration. You know, when you wear a dress and then it gets maybe a stain on this side, you put the whole dress in the washing machine. You don't say, oh, this side is not dirty. Why am I washing this side? I'm, only, I'm going to stand at the back of the washing machine and hang only the part that is dirty. You wash, you wash. Then it will be spinning. You put the whole thing into the, into the washing machine for it to wash. 
Just because of one spot that got, the armpit that got dirty. You watch the whole thing. Do, do you understand? That's how you fix things. That's how you make things better. When you do it in, in wholesome proportions. Yeah. So it says, if these things be in you, if faith be in you, if virtue be in you, if diligence be in you, if charity be in you, if patience be in you, and abound. So it's not enough for it to be in you. It must abound. There must be, for it to produce fruit, there must be a lot of it. I mean, you write an exam, you don't pass, we say you, don't, you, you, you didn't study. Like the people that last week I was talking about, those who are always watching television. Right, anytime I go to the house, there's television. They can start an argument with me that, oh, it's not every day that we watch television. And if you, it's not every day that you come to our house. Once a while, it's just a coincidence that any day that you choose to come to our house, maybe you only come on Wednesdays. And it's Wednesdays that we watch television. So, because you come every Wednesday, you are consistent with your coming. And we are also consistent with our watching of television on Wednesday. So you have drawn a false conclusion that we are always watching television, but we only watch televisions on Wednesdays, which is the day after Tuesday. And that is the day that you come. Then they start a whole argument. But what I'm telling them, you see, you know, you won't believe it. The advice I was giving, apparently the children have even given them that advice. The children, children, the children had called and said, you watch television, you can't be watching television, you watch the children. They called them, what's Allah? Stop watching television over there. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So, as I'm going to give you the traits, some of the traits, there may be some in your life. There may be 50%, but for it to bear fruit, you need 100%. Or 70%. You, maybe you need, let me even use the virus to explain to you. This virus we are dealing with, which is called coronavirus, COVID-19, that we are dealing with. Do you get it? Now, you can be exposed to the COVID. You should, may you be exposed to it in the name of Jesus. You see, you can be exposed to it. But the amount of it you are exposed to is what determines whether you test positive to it or not. Which we call the viral load. It's just like madness. The amount of it that is in is what will make us know whether it's a full-blown schizo or it's just beginning. Do, do you get it? Uh-huh. So the amount of the virus, which we call the... If the viral load is heavy enough, then we now declare you COVID positive. Or maybe you just have some small... What it means is that you have a bad dream tonight, but by tomorrow morning, you will be fine. We don't need to put you in isolation or anything. Do you, do you, do you understand? Uh-huh. So, it's the same for these things. We must test fully positive for these traits to see the fruit. I mean, if I tell you that you are lazy, you will argue. Because when you wake up, you clean the house. You clean the house. I remember one guy who was being stubborn and he was being advised that you are stubborn. And he was arguing, he was bringing out things that he has been told to do, which he has done. Do you get it? And it was being pointed out to him that, you see, what you are calling obedience is called selective obedience. 
But the things you must really obey. It's like when that thing you like it, then you obey it. And when you are obeying that one, you take it to World Cup. So when you take it to World Cup, you deceive yourself. I'm very obedient. Do you see? Until the, the, the same fella entered into a gross disobedience for the whole world to see. Say, ah, oh, I'm sorry. Now I see that I'm disobedient. Do you get it? So I'm trying to get all these things out of there so that when we get on this line, your mind is clear that, yes, I have this. I mean, I can even give you the traits today. Then we come and look at them one-one. One of the first traits is diligence. Well, diligence is hard work. Somebody who works hard. Do you get it? Consistently working and working hard enough at something and at everything. It is only then that it will yield results. Do, do, do you understand? It's only then that it will yield results. Now, until you work that hard, if somebody tells you that, brother, you don't work hard, you will start to argue because you work hard sometimes. You work hard sometimes. You know, I was watching a documentary about Tiger Woods. And they were saying that any shot that Tiger, you know Tiger Woods, the golf guy. Yeah. You know, any shot that Tiger plays, there's somebody who plays it better than him. Whether it's the driving of the ball, if he drives maybe 350 yards, there's somebody who drives 380 yards. Longer than he drives. Like when he hit, a drive means you hit the ball. That's where you start. His, there are people whose balls go further than his balls. There's also something in golf called chipping. Do you get it? When you chip, there are people who chip better than Tiger. Do you get it? Now, when it comes to, there's also something we call patting. That's where you play for it to go into the hole. That you pat the ball. Now, there are people who pat better than Tiger. But what this guy was saying is that what sets Tiger, the distinguishing characteristic about Tiger is that he can number one do that, do the shit he hits consistently. That's number one, consistently. And then number two, he can do it under pressure. So you may be able to hit the ball 400 yards, which is longer than he hits the ball. But when he comes, he is going to hit 350. Every shot, you hit 350. Meanwhile, you, you have to tee off nine, uh, 18 times. In the 18 times, you may hit 400. This is your 400 yards. Sometimes you may hit over 400 yards. But you may hit it about six times out of the 18. So your ball went further. But he will consistently hit 350, 350, 350 times 18. And chip, good chip, consistently. And part long part when you are under pressure. Look, I watch another guy. He said, "You know, they, they go off when they are playing. You just come with me, so that when you watch on TV, you understand. They, when they are playing their competition, they go into groups. You see, sometimes groups of two, 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 sometimes four. Now he said he was playing with Tiger, and they got to there. Who and Tiger was parting first. And Tiger was parting from far away. The further you are to the hole, you are the one who plays first. The one who's further from the play. So Tiger was further, so he was parting first. And he said, Tiger parted straight into the hole. When his ball went into the hole and he picked the ball, he started to go to the next hole. Now, you don't leave your pen. We are all playing, so we wait. Then we all go. That's why they put us together. He doesn't even have time to watch what you are coming to part. So then the guy called him that. I said, oh. 
And then he asked, like, are you going to play a better shot? He asked, like, are you going to play a better shot? He asked him, are you going to play a better shot? Then he turned around. And he continued. It's like, I'm very far. What I've played? What should I watch this one also for? You get. But the difference is that he does it consistently. Recently, I watched one shot. He was behind. His boy had gone into the woods. You know, tiger in the woods. And he was behind a certain tree. So the tree is here, the ball, the ball is facing out. But between him and where he has to hit the ball is the tree. So he was hiding behind the tree. And they were wondering, what at all is he going to do? Then he comes to look, then he turns again, then he comes back. Then he comes to look again. As though the thing has changed, then he comes back. I was watching when he just swung like that and hit the thing. Then the club hit the tree and flew out. The ball went straight onto the green. The commentators couldn't believe how on earth he hit that shot. Consistency. He, he does the thing with accuracy and consistency. That what I'm saying is that if it's diligence, it must be in every area and it must be a lot. Yeah, you studied only once throughout the night. You now you don't want to study again when you fail with so, so. But last Friday I studied the whole night. I studied the whole night. So I'm saying this to say that as we get into this thing, I don't want a situation where it's like, oh, when we mention the trait, you look, I say, oh, me too, I do some. So it doesn't apply to me. If it doesn't apply to you, let me show you how we will know that it doesn't apply to you. If it's ministry work, your ship will be all over the place. If it's life, your house will be somewhere here. Your car will be somewhere there. This, the fruit will be there, meaning not. The fruit will be there to show us. So until we see the fruit, we have not put in enough. Yeah, unless, unless you're already satisfied with where you are in life. Unless you're already satisfied with where you are in life. Now, you, you have not done enough if you can't stop working and go and stay at home. I mean, you are not rich enough if you can't stop working now and just go and sit at home so that your money works for you. You have not passed enough if you can't stop UKZN and go and sit at home for them to give you a degree. Do you, do you get it? We have not arrived enough. The church has not grown enough if we can't stop doing church and the church itself will be growing. Yeah, there are still souls to be saved. It takes, it takes these traits, and I said one of them is diligence, hard work. Hard work. And when I come to diligence, don't start an argument with me. I said, until you see that the diligence load is high enough for you to test positive to diligence, you just receive it for yourself and you start to put measures in place so that you can be diligent. You know, you know, recently, we were watching Lady Pastor Ida sing. And they started the song. You know those times they started a song then? The song didn't start well. It didn't land on the way it should start. It's a new song. It didn't land on the way it should start. Then she just said, let's start all over again. And she was singing, you know, even the let's start all over again, it was part of song. Yeah, we got to start all over again. And then she just continued their singing. Then they re- then, and they are using a soundtrack, not drums, that Tyler can roll. Alan can roll and Tyler will start soundtrack. Yeah, that's what tells you control. My wife, my wife was the one who said, My wife said, Control. Yeah, control. 
If you can't, they put the wrong soundtrack here. You will see they say, that's the day. The singing is finished for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sweat. Uh, even from your ears, you see that sweat is coming from your ears. Yeah. Small sharing that you share at your center. If you go and the light goes off, you see the way you are sweating. Do, 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 do you get what I'm saying? You can't remember the scripture. You can't remember the verses. You can't. No. So we have not arrived. We have, as somebody said, we have not arrived. We have not arrived. We have not arrived. No, we have not arrived. I said we have not what? Arrived. How many of you have arrived? Uh-huh. So since we have not arrived, let us all humble ourselves and let the Bible teach us. You see, let the Bible teach us in the next couple of Tuesdays what we need to do so that one day we can say we have a roof. Yeah. And because these things have to do with character, behavior, it takes a lot of work for it to become your nature. Do you get like let's say diligence. I mean you like to sleep. It, it like I said on Sunday, it will not disappear by the laying on of hands. Do you get that? As soon as I lay hands on you, you won't be falling, you won't sleep again. If it could work like that, it will become a new problem. Where you don't sleep anymore. That's what insomnia. Yeah, where you don't sleep anymore. So in the night, I have a new problem. You will now be calling me, come and lay hands on me so that sleep will come. Then when in the morning, come and lay hands on me so that I can wake up. So it will take time and effort to build these traits. I mean, if you, have, if you don't have a positive trait, then you have a negative trait. Do you get it? I mean, if you have the trait of lying, it won't disappear on Friday. Because I preach on Tuesday by Friday. It will take a lot of work. I will tell the truth. If you, uh, let me tell the truth before they even ask me to prevent me from lying. It's also a level. Let me tell the truth before even they ask me. Because if they ask me, maybe the situation, tension, everything, I may end up going to the old man. So let me tell the truth now. So that by the time they ask me, I've told the truth already. It's too late to lie. It's too late to lie. Do you get it? So as we go through it, it says, if these things be in you. So point number one, these things must be in you. May the traits be in you. And I believe these traits, they are in all of us. But the Bible says, and abound. They must abound. They must be there in abundance. Or as a Zulu man said, abundance. They must be there in what? Abundance. Once they are there in abundance, you will see that now it will begin to produce fruit. You will begin to flourish. You will begin to prosper. You will begin to do well. In. Sometimes you have a relationship. You are not working on it enough. You are not working on it enough. And sometimes when I see people who joke with their relationship, it's better you break up. Do you see? And set each other free. Instead of taking us into perpetual bondage. You, you understand where every day there's an argument. Every day. 
there's an argument. Look, relationships we argue, but sometimes you must check the number of times you you argue, the frequency. The frequency with which you argue and know that. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Yeah, and, and you got it right. Do you get it? Just go to the right or go to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Say, oh, you know something. Let me spare you. Let me spare you a life of arguments. Do you get it? Let me spare you this faith temperament. And let's just. Let's all be free. Yeah. Sometimes you are not working hard enough on your Christian life. That's why the Christian life is a struggle. You see, these, these things I'm preaching on Sundays, eh, they are to make your Christian life better. They, they, are, they, are actual, they are actually to make us real Christians. Some of us, it's now before we are going to become real Christians. We have been born again for years, but we are now going to become real Christians. Yeah, real Christians. And it takes working on it. And the things must abound. If, we, if you say you are honest, you must tell the truth a lot of times. Before we describe you as honest. We told the truth only last, last Sunday because after pastor preached, he said, honesty. So then when you went to, you told one truth, then you have, you have put on your status. I am an honest. Look, say I'm changing into honest guy. I, I, honesty now loading. Honesty now loading. Folks, time is up. Stand to your feet. Let's bring today's service to a close. We'll continue on next week. We'll continue on next week. Okay, we are sorry that we have another meeting in about half an hour we need to be ready for. But preaching loading, preaching loading. I said preaching loading. Fruitfulness loading, fruitfulness loading. If these things be in you and abound, they make sure that you are not barren. A barren place is like a dry place that nothing works, nothing succeeds, nothing does well. And an unfruitful place is an unprofitable place. But the Bible says, what if these things come in you? They will ensure that these two wicked things never happen to you. May these things never happen to you in the name of Jesus. May never happen to you. If it's business you are doing, may never happen to you. If it's church you are doing, may never happen to you. With your children, may not happen to you. With your marriage, may not happen to you. In the name of Jesus. But the Bible says, they these traits, these character, distinguishing characteristics, they must abound. They must be a lot. So it's, it's, it's a lot of traits. So each trait must abound. Do you get each one? So if I give you nine traits, each of the nine traits must abound. Do you get if it's knowledge, you can only not only use knowledge alone to prosper. That's why there are a lot of professors on campus who are not prosperous. There are a lot of lawyers who are not prosperous. Knowledge is there, but it's not enough. If we give you diligence as a trait, hard work as a trait. Look, people who do some of these jobs, they work harder than... One day I was discussing a certain guy. I close on this story. My wife and I were discussing a certain guy. And as we were talking, I said to my wife, this guy, he has worked hard into his head because he knows that he cannot work hard with his hands. 
<laughs> Do you get it? You see the guy in the Bible who said, digging, I can dig. <laughs> I know my thoughts. How digging, kum, 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 I cannot do. So because of that, he has worked hard into his head. Into his head. Do you get it? So now he thinks and he flourishes. He thinks and he flourishes. So when you say you are only going to use hard work, Amari, force, hard work, you are just working. Every day you are sweating, you have developed muscles, your skin is as hard as a crocodile, it's rigid, very hard. You can't move. Even when you laugh, your facial muscles cannot move because it's so hardened. Yeah, every, every part is flexed like you put on Botox. It's flexed and hardened. It's not enough. That's one trait. But you must add to that virtue. You must add to that knowledge. You must add to that brotherly kindness. You must add to it. Each, each single trait must abound. I see, and by the time we finish this journey, my prayer is that we will abound. In these traits, so that as a church we can flourish in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and just begin pray that Lord, in these few weeks that we are going to go through these teachings, speak to me, prepare my heart, prepare my heart that my heart will be ready to receive. My heart will be ready to receive. Let my heart be open. Let my heart not let me not argue with the word of God. Let me not throw up a challenge with the word of God, but let me humble myself and allow your word to mold me and to make me into somebody who can prosper, somebody who's not barren, somebody who is fruitful in your kingdom, in your house, in my life, in the name of Jesus. Help me, oh God. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Lempa kobadi kaskipala. Lampa la baba. Bronte bode. Limpo la kanda. Branto la be. Satoli kobase to la baka. Kamosabe de kesko palakaya. Limpa lo bale kamula. Niko bele katasipala. Lampa lo bale. Prande rebe. Rimo si badoba. That we may have more. That we may have more, that more will be given unto us, that more will be given to us. Help us, Lord. Give us the right traits. Give us the right traits. Lord, as we prepare to go into your word, prepare our hearts. I pray for every heart that will hear this message. That our hearts will be prepared and our hearts will be open and our hearts will be ready that you will speak to us. You will pour your word into us as a seed that will grow and germinate and bear fruit and bring forth these traits and bring them forth even in abundance that they will abound to us. That they will abound unto us. That we will neither be barren nor unfruitful of God. In the name of Jesus, help us Lord. Help us, oh God. Help us, God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Lord Jesus, thank you for everybody here present and everybody watching or listening to me. I pray by the Spirit, the living God, I pray that you touch our hearts and prepare our hearts, Lord. As we go through your word and we go through this series, Lord, that you will mold our hearts, Lord. You will pour these traits into our hearts like seeds 
and let them germinate and let them bring forth and let them abound and influence our way of life that these traits will abound in our lives so that Lord we will become fruitful Lord that barrenness will come to an end spiritual barrenness will come to an end financial barrenness will come to an end in the name of Jesus that our lives will be greatly transformed by the entrance of your word. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. Why don't you say a better amen. And put your hands together for the Lord. God is about to change our lives. I said God is about to change our lives. He's going to take us on a journey. Of fruitfulness. In every area of our lives. As he teaches us these important traits in our lives in Jesus name Amen you may be seated in the presence of God thank you for joining us we believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley for more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street Peter Maritzburg or call 083 773 1605. God richly bless you.